Hello, Whitney. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. Like the most excited I've been so far on this podcast because we get to meet your creator today. Yeah, my dad, Harry, is going to be our guest. And I'm I'm very excited as well. I do have a mini disclaimer. <laughs> I, I mean, this is going to sound kind of weird. I'm like, I made a decision two years ago when my dad moved to California that I was going to just not allow myself to feel embarrassed by him anymore and to just accept him fully for who he is. And that has really changed our relationship and we're so close now, but you all are going to get a little taste of my very different father. He's, he's kind of weird. Yeah. But I'm excited because anybody who created you like, and you, and not only that, but like you said, he has some pretty intense stories and he's just quite the character, which I've seen little clips of him before. So I'm really excited to meet him. So Let's just jump into it. Bouncing off the walls. Let's go. All right. Now, coming Uh. to your eyes and ears, the The Truth Truth or Bear Podcast. Please feel free to stay a while and take off your pants and jacket. And now, welcome your hosts, Kevin and Whitney. Well, that was good. I mean, I liked it. This you is refrained really so hard, Whitney, from that doing your good. normal little little gig that you do during that intro. I refrained. Thank you. Yeah, I did good. What, uh, yeah. what, what is her usual gig? Is there like earlobe showing or no, something? No, I usually, you know, do a jacket thing and uh, then like I make like a uh, face, whatever. Sure, okay, I understand. Can I introduce okay. you? Yes, please. Please do. <laughs> Kevin, the, well, you've already met, but for everybody, this is Harry. This is my father. I'm very excited to have him on the show today because I feel like he's ridiculous. <laughs> and I think that a lot of people have questions about our relationship. And I'm super stoked to meet Harry because, I mean, whoever produced Nobody you, has ever uh, said anything like that to me, ever. So no, this well, is I just first. did. It's a first. <laughs> so how are you, sir? I'm terrific. I'm feeling really good. Um, I, I was hearing some pounding down the street. They're working on some building. And then my daughter said very disparaging things about the people who were working on the building. So I was I was just wondering <laughs> just what kind of an interview is this going to be? <laughs> of d- deep dive. No, I didn't say anything disparaging. You said nothing at all. I, was, I made that up. <laughs> what just happened? Come on, get with, come on, huh? with, we're on, here. we're I'm, doing a show here. We are doing okay? a show, I'm ready. Let's okay, go. I'm glad to hear it. I'm loving Harry already, this is fantastic. Good, well, see that? <laughs> Harry has good energy. Why do you think you have such good energy, Dad? Because uh, <laughs> so many fucking bad things have happened to me. I got nothing left but that, good energy. But I love that, see, that's yeah, how you gotta, yeah. you gotta just be like the best you can because life right. is gonna suck no matter what. It is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like um, we're gonna just jump right in on it. Okay. You, do you, would you consider the mushroom therapy that you've been doing to be part of the reason you have good energy? Oh, absolutely. There's no question at all. Um, uh, uh, I don't know what quiet it is about the mushrooms beside the fact that I really like to get fucked up <laughs> and see things. 
um, what it does, but it calms me and it centers me. So I'm very comfortable with them, and I've read everything I can possibly read. So, you know, I'm not going to grow horns or anything. And I'm, well, right, like it good. can't kill you. No, it can't kill me. And as a matter of fact, I was paranoid at one point, and I went out and I bought one of those pulsometers. Because, man, when I was screwed up, it felt like my heart must have been beating out of my chest. A pulsometer, folks. <laughs> What's, okay, so not a pulsometer. A heart, a heart some, rate monitor. Some other stupid no, thing. No, I love that. Okay. <clears throat> Good. It's a new word. We've added it to the uh, the whole fontage of, of English The fontage. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what was uh, the, the, oh my god, Kevin's yes. Kevin, what are you saying? Yeah. One thing I've always wanted to try was mushrooms. Oh. And now so they've legalized it here in Colorado. I don't know if you knew that. I don't think I did know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Wait, did so they legalize them in Oregon as well? That I don't know, but Colorado okay. seems to uh like to be the first to legalize something in this in this country. Hey, so, I'm here for it. Right? So I've been kind of questioning like should i try it but yes. i don't know what the i guess one i already have like a crazy fucked up imagination as it is so like i'm afraid i'm gonna have like a really bad trip and two no, like sir, i don't not know on mushrooms you won't uh lsd there's a possibility but mushrooms i've never come anywhere near bad didn't mom have a bad trip like two weeks ago she did but mom's mom is mom we're not gonna write mom <laughs> No, she has legitimate reasons for having bad trips. She's lost two of her, her okay. three children. Okay, uh, but everybody has legitimate reasons for having a bad well, trip. Of course, I've lost the same kids, and just... I don't have bad trips. Oh, my but... God. Kevin, sorry. No, yeah. no, no, you're fine. I guess I was just kind of leading towards, can they detect mushrooms in your urine? No, it's food poisoning. Uh. Oh, really? I mean, I don't think, okay, don't quote me on this. I'm all like saying this. There's psilocybin in mushrooms as a, is like what gets you high. And, but I think that everyone's ever said to me is that it's just food poisoning. Like you're poisoning yourself. <laughs> well, that, it's just that, fungus. Like I don't that, know what they would I want to take it even more now. I know, I know right? That, that just... Would... <laughs> just look it yeah, up. Right. I'm pretty sure you can. Do ask, you? Yeah. Just ask the, the phone. Yeah, yeah. Oracle. Ask. The Foracle? No, Oracle. (laughs) I made up a new word. Okay. If I can make up new words, she can make up new words. Okay, I think I speak for myself and all of Whitney's fans, but I want to travel back in time a little bit to 1990 to about 2000 when Whitney was 6 to about 16, and I want to kind of get your perspective on, on how little Whitney was. As a kid. Well, at that time in my life, um, uh, Whitney's two brothers were a lot of trouble. And we had uh, DSS, which is the Department of Social Services in Massachusetts, coming into the apartment uh, house, house, big house, big house, house, coming into the house once a day for family counseling. You know, this was to keep these two idiots, you know, on, on at least a semblance of a straight path. Uh, yeah, it was that or we were visiting them in lockup facilities or group homes. Correct. It was Correct. A, Those years were pretty tough. They were very those difficult. Those were tough years. But the important thing is we'd be sitting around the table and a person from DSS and, you know, we'd be going through these little family squabbles and everything and all of a sudden little miss whatever here mm-hmm. uh, would would 
hammer the nail in, she would get right, she would cut right to the heart of the matter and say the most adult thing that anybody in the room could say. So, you know, she's always been like super with it and really very um, understanding of the human condition from even an early age and of uh, people's responsibility for their own um, actions and so forth. I keep messing You're with You're fucking the table. with everything. I'm, I'm going to give... I'm touching gonna... things. Yeah. I need something soft like I a know. poisonous I sh- jellyfish or something that would work nicely. He's so, a fidget spinner. He does. I was not that much trouble. You were not that much trouble. Not. I feel like I only voice. snuck out a couple times. I mean, it was like sneaking out is such a thing. Like, I feel like my parents were very much like, don't fuck up. It's like, what was it like? Uh, like, fuck around and find out was kind of the deal. Like, don't get caught. Don't and don't do anything stupid. For the most part, stay out of trouble. I feel like there weren't a lot of rules. Like the house was. It was a big old house, and like if they were in bed with their door shut, like. I could walk right out the front door, and we did all the time. Like, you wouldn't know if we were leaving for the night or coming back or what, you know, during my teen years. I moved out at 17, so I really mm. was, you know. It was. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand too, that. Actually. She got that She got that for me. I got my father threw me out of the house when I was 14 for very good reasons. And then I had an apartment, my first apartment in Manhattan at 17. So we were very similar. Well, you talked about it so much when I was growing up. You talked a lot about living overseas and getting out of the house at an early age. And I still have, they're actually in this garage. I have my journals from when I was, you know, 11, 12 years old. And if you open them, I have a list. And it's like electric, gas, uh, rent, car insurance. And I was budgeting. I was figuring out at 11 how much it would cost me. What would I need to earn per week to move out of my parents' house? And live on my own. And I was... It I was had... a happy life there, obviously, <laughs> folks. She was content, and, and it was no, a nurturing environment. It was, though. We just had... The boys were really... The boys were not well-behaved, and they... Our family was... I feel like we had a very loving and caring family. We just had a lot of obstacles when it came to... The boys. And then even that, like, my relationship with them, each of our relationships individually with them. But I felt mm-hmm. like my relationship with you was always pretty good, and my relationship with mom was always pretty good. It always has been. And the boys, just to put this in there, they're not at fault. It's genes. Don't say that. Why not? Because I have 14 kids that I donated. Well, th- I told you. <laughs> I told her when she first started that thing that you're going to have to think of the... But that's the story. You know, that's that's yeah. the story. With She's always known what she was doing. When she screwed up, it was never big. The police right. weren't involved. The no. principals, where the teachers weren't involved. Uh, I was kicked out of school quite a bit, but that was later when I already was forging your names and stuff, and you just mm-hmm. didn't know about it. Right, we know very little. Unfortunately, this stuff trickles out on a regular basis, and I get told all these things about. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. I well, and this was all before know you know email and everything else, so it was really easy for our generation to to do stuff like that. Like I, I remember. When report cards were coming out, I was always making sure to check the mail. My parents always wondered why I was checking the mail at that like that time. I never checked it before, but it was always so I could get to the report card first to make sure if there was anything I wanted to hide, I could hide it before my parents saw it. But yeah. now, I mean, you're communicated with everything. I mean, like you can go online right now and look at what your kids are doing at this moment and find out really? every grade. What? Oh, yeah. Like, can it's you insane. Can you like? <laughs> right? Can is it like camera? Like, can you like go look in the classroom? 
No, 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 no. You can't okay. see anything, but like it tells you, you know, if they're in class, what they're doing, um, if they were late, anything like that. Like you find out instantly, and it's it's pretty crazy. Like That's I'm sick. so glad I didn't grow up in in this time because I'd be screwed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, I wouldn't um, want to be. I feel like also, you know, the parents. The expectations of the parent is are so different now. When when I was in school, I don't remember you coming to anything. Very very few like parent teacher stuff. Like you weren't at the school every were you? We were at every play. No, I'm not we saying that. We were at that. every parent teacher. I'm just conference. saying you didn't. Ha you showed up quarterly to the school. Except when I was you know laying there inebriated or, was, or I was in third grade when you quit drinking. Yes. So okay, go ahead. I'm just saying. We only had like four meetings a year with the teacher and then like some yeah. extracurriculars. The yeah. parents nowadays have to deal with the teachers almost on a daily basis. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Why? Because they are expected to. Good Christ. It's just a lot more involved than it used to be. And also they have to volunteer. There's all kinds of stuff. I'm very blessed because so my youngest, she's in kindergarten this year and her teacher is um, somebody I actually grew up with. Like she was my next door neighbor and like. And like we knew each other all through high school, hung out and stuff. So now she's my daughter's teacher. And, uh, you know, she's really good about communicating with me. Like I think we, cause we have that relationship. So it's a little different from other parents because she can message me like anytime, like, Hey, Oakley isn't feeling good or yada, 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 you know, tell me whatever was going on or, Hey, Oakley had an issue on the playground or whatever the case. So, I mean, yeah. that's kind of nice, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I just feel like when we were kids, I felt like everything that was happening at school was like my private world. Yeah. And now I feel like the kids are just like, I don't know. It's very big brother to me. Like oh, everyone's very. texting back and forth about how you're acting all day and how, like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot. Very big brother. I mean, it's, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I would have been able, if I was me in my teenage years today, like, I don't right. think I would have survived. But we've, we have evolved to accept all the technology and stuff. And it's like totally normal to us now. If we were kids and this was the norm, it would be the norm. You know, like you wouldn't That's have true. anything to compare it to. So you wouldn't be like, I couldn't do this. It's just, it is. Since you got to get all technical with it. I mean, fine. <laughs> Sorry. No, shut but your, uh, shut it down. <laughs> what I was going to ask earlier was, have you always been a reader? Whitney, I know you're like, you're a huge reader now. Like, have you always yeah. been a reader? Absolutely. So actually both my parents read quite a bit. Mom and I used to read in bed every night before, like I would go in their room. You would be downstairs <laughs> drinking by yourself probably. Uh, and I would sit in bed with my mom and we would read out loud big books too. Like she, I always, I will say, I really appreciate her. She never kept me at my reading level. She always like had me years ahead of it. So she would pick, but she would read the books first. I'm pretty sure to make sure that, cause she was having me read like teenage young adult books when I was seven and eight. And she would like clear them for me and make sure that they were appropriate. Oh, wow. Yeah. But at the same time that you were sneaking out of the house, taking drugs, stealing cars. That, I never stole she, a car. she heisted so many boats. We had a yard <laughs> full of boats. Um, well, but yeah, I've always read. And we had a library funny. in our house. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because like when you were telling the story and other than you getting along with your parents, it was very Matilda sounding. Did you ever see the movie Matilda? 
I read the book. Roald Dahl is one of my favorite authors, actually. He's really amazing um, adult literature, believe it or not. Read my old Uncle Oswald. It's hilarious. Um, Matilda's a girl in a girls' school, though, right? Not in the movie. So in the movie, she just went to, like, a pretty hardcore, like, very disciplined school. Her Her older brother was a troublemaker, and all she did, like, to get away from her family, she would just lock herself in a room read mm-hmm. books. She would go to the library constantly. So it really sounded similar to your story. At least that's what I was picturing as you were telling it. And, yeah. you know, I just, I think that's pretty cool. I mean. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't, you know, even though my brothers were bad and there was all this stuff, chaos at home, our house, we had a big old farmhouse. Like I keep, we keep saying how big the house was. It was a big old house. There was a lot of people in the house all the time, living there, friends staying there, whatever. I had a very big group of friends. I feel like I always had friends over all the time growing up. Like the neighbors were always over the kids down the street, my friends from school. Like I did spend a lot of time alone reading at night, but during the day and stuff, I wasn't like, you know, hiding in a closet reading to get away from my older brothers. Yeah. Well, the, about the only thing in our house where the door was locked was where the room where I grew pot. Yeah. There, were, there were no locked <laughs> no doors, locked doors. I don't think. People, yeah, I used to just come home and people would be sleeping in, at the house and I'd be like, oh, you're here. And you just let oh, yourself wow. in. There was no, I never had a key to that house. So when you say farmhouse, was it, did you have like a bunch of land and animals? Like, do you have an actual no. farm? No, okay. it just was like an old, the, the house, right? It was a farm. We had a Chihuahuasaurus. Yeah. That oh, was about okay. the only it animal was a vicious, we had. Wesley was vicious. To you, he was. But you uh, love uh, it was a six, six bedroom farmhouse originally uh, with a, uh, an apartment uh, and and, and a uh, barn. A two-story, 24-by-40-foot barn where house. you could see where the horses had chewed on the wood. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all there. It was It was, uh, it was cool. built in uh, somewhere around 1860. Oh, I thought it was way oh, wow. No. It was the great. Civil War. It was a great house to grow up in because it was, I mean, it was beat to shit. Like, uh, we... <laughs> Not when I got through with it. No, you did a great job. Reno- okay. Harry was renovating the house for the majority of my life, oh. living in it. And that is why I'm always renovating and doing stuff now because I think I, I enjoyed those projects with you. I used to watch while you built stuff and kind of help and learn how things worked. I re- I'll never forget when you taught me a, how a biscuit cutter worked and why someone would need this tool mm-hmm. when you were building the coffee tables for right. the living room. Yeah. So, I was actually wondering that. When, when you said he renovated a lot, and I know you're constantly renovating yeah. your place, you know, and I was thinking that before you said it, I was like, I wonder if that's where she got it. And now that well, makes if, sense. I figure if oh, he can man. pull off some of the shit he pulled off, right. I can do it too. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. no, you're, you're not that much stronger than me or smarter. Than, I was like, I can do all this stuff. Yeah. YouTube will teach you anything. And mostly, really, it requires tools. If you have a good tool... Then you're good. The tools do the work. Back then it was books. Yeah. I learned, for instance, I did the plumbing and the electric in my house. And I just would get maybe a stack of five electrical books out of the library and just flip the pages, look at the pictures, read the little thing. And yeah. by the time you did that over a couple of months, you really knew that what the, at least for me, she could probably learn it in a half hour. I'm not but saying that. Anyways. I think that not everyone experiences it that way and that it's not that easy for them. But I well, I learn the same way you do, I think, and that it's, I can typically teach myself something pretty quickly. Damn right. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, that, yeah that's everything cool. about that place was was renovated. I, I the kitchen was moved to a new location. The yeah. bathroom was moved to a new location. You added bathrooms. The, the kitchen, right, a bathroom upstairs. There was no water upstairs originally. The kitchen was expanded to be this massive thing. The that kitchen was the size actual, of the apartment I live in. It had a booth, an actual booth. Yeah. And four, there were five chairs, three on one side and two on the other, swivel, a restaurant chair. He goes, oh, like a so the house nook? by the time. Yes, there was a breakfast nook and a counter that had swivel chairs. It looked, the place looked like a 1920s diner, yeah, would you did. say? And then the living room and stuff were like super over the top Victorian. At one point you had the train room that had an actual, there was a room in this house. Like my dad would just go crazy. It, it was, wasn't it Meme's birthday? Wasn't it like Jan, July 28th, 19... Yes, that's what I was looking he for. He created a day 1923. in history in a model train room. In And it was a whole... It was the breezeway between the house and the barn. And it was this whole room. And when you walked in, he had airbrushed the ceiling so that it was a sky. And you could do a light thing and the sun would set. And you were standing in the middle of a town that was... A day in 1928? What year was she born? Yeah. I think it was 23. 23. 1923. Mm. Yeah, wow. and he meticulously painted each of the models and made this town. Wow. Yeah. You, I yeah. heard that was a pretty, like, popular thing back then. Like, I, I heard, like, a lot of people love to create, like a, like, a little town. It's still a big thing? Model trains? My well, God. not necessarily model trains, but, like, people would create their own little miniature towns or cities and paint every detail. And I, I, like, I remember I've heard a lot of people like in early, like the sixties, seventies, eighties concentrated on a lot of that detail stuff just as younger people. Yeah. It's I cool. Like it's still a big thing though. Like I would think that during COVID an awful lot of that was going on. Yeah. Everybody was creating crap. Yeah. I just don't hear about it as much today as right. the hmm. stories I've heard from the past, well, you know? I mean, I wouldn't know anything about this type of world if you weren't into model stuff. And mm -hmm. then you had your eBay business for a short while, like selling mm -hmm. off your trains. So like, I, I mean, it's one of those things, like if you're in it, you know, and if you're not, you don't. So I'm curious, Whitney, then, like, is your dream home like a, a fixer-upper? Like you want to buy an old-style home and fix everything and do everything that you want to do with it? Or would you rather have something turnkey or develop something from the ground up by yourself? That's a good question. I would probably do a fixer-upper if I was buying. I can't imagine ever buying turnkey. That doesn't seem like my style at all. I certainly wouldn't want something newer anyway, even though old houses are a pain in the ass. I just, that's what I like. Um, but I don't know if I even want to buy anything, to be honest. Like, that's more where I'm going. Like, I just like don't see... I mean, yeah, rent is crazy, but I like to travel and there's just so many alternatives. Like I even think about getting rid of this place and living in Airbnbs and moving around a lot, but I have my dog and, and a fucking cat. So yeah. that's kind of holding me back at the moment, but like, I don't really want any, I don't want any responsibility. I see. Like that. that's kind of my conclusion in life. Like I'm I like, I think the, it's a good idea because yeah, I've owned two houses and it's wonderful to call the landlord up, say the roof is leaking, and not have to do a damn thing, and yeah. they come and fix it. Yeah. Well, I've yeah. decided, so I've owned three homes, and now I've decided that my goal is, this is kind of a sim between Whitney and I, but I want to build like a two to three story house out of shipping containers. 
Mm. And, and and I say that because you lived in a shipping container I in Costa Rica. Container. And uh, I think that would be so cool to, I mean, you already have the shell, right? So you get to design the inside however you want. And I just right. have, I've been looking into that quite a bit, watching a lot of YouTube videos. Or would you stack them it. cool? Like there's yeah. some really neat stuff you can do. I've actually seen quite a few amazing container homes. Yeah. They're, they're really interesting. So that would be a really fun project, especially if I was living somewhere else because i wouldn't really want to i mean where you are how do you, you can insulate that oh yeah would, man, you, I, would you build out to do the insulation would you build out on the on the shell out like you wouldn't close it in more obviously no i'd build out probably but i mean i wouldn't do it here in colorado okay yeah i yeah, don't want to like the the shipping container i mean i lived in costa rica but it was very hot and very cold you know that the, that was my only but it was fine it was mostly just hot in there right yeah, I'd have to, I mean, I don't have all the details worked out, but I would definitely look into that more. But I think I'd be on the coast somewhere. I'm I'm trying to get out of Colorado as it is. So, okay. yeah, eventually I would like to do something like that. And when I do, you'll be the first person I put on a plane to come help me. I do. I love doing my own work. But whenever someone's paying me to do something, it loses. I start, I, I start thinking that I'm not doing a good enough job. They're not mm-hmm. going to like it. Um, I, I procrastinate to the point of in, you know, screwing up the process. I don't know. Working for other people is just not my favorite. I really just like to do what I want. If especially, you know, I'm a painter and I, I would do commission work and freak the fuck out the whole time and then, and then put it off till the very last minute and then do it. Um, so if I was to have an art show, it's just like, I'm going to make 30 pieces and I'm going to have a show and you can come and you can fucking buy what's here, but I'm not making what you asked me for. Uh-uh. We don't, okay. I don't do commissions anymore of any kind. Like, I just can't. It stresses me out. No, it's best. I yeah. ran my own business, and, and uh, cu- if the customer was unhappy with your work, it was because it was art-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, it was a personal injury. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. People are not very happy um, with yeah. things that you make custom make. Typically them. not, yeah. yeah. Although yeah. with the art, I always, I was, people were pretty nice to me. I'm hoping, you know, these podcasts will eventually just pay my, pay my way through life. But, uh, right now I, I, I want to open my own business or do something. I, I think it's just too much. Like having someone, even though like I say I'm a supervisor now, but like even supervisors have someone telling you what to do and right. it's just, oh, I, yeah. it gets so, I don't know, there, annoying and before I did, oh, this is a perfect segue. I'm going to do this. Before I did what I do now, I worked in the bar industry for 18 years. And even mm-hmm. though I was a manager, I would like go to sleep. I'd sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and be like, fuck, I didn't close this safe right. Or fuck, I didn't set the code or fuck, I whatever it was. Literally it could be, you didn't give this person ranch. Like I would, that, <laughs> that was like a real part of my life. And now that I just like make content and produce things for the internet don't get me wrong i still beat myself up a little bit when i'm like inconsistent but what my segue is is i know the real reason everyone wants to hear from you harry is they want to know how you feel about the fact that i have become whitney blues yes um that i make and create content and sell it on the internet on that i you know am Mm -hmm. using with sexuality to pay my bills basically that i'm Mm -hmm. a sex worker how do you feel about that yes whitney's (laughs) always made good choices and uh anything she's doing pretty much i know has been thought out to a great degree and uh i know she protects herself uh she's incorporated 
You know, there's there's uh, shutouts between her and reality. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm I'm happier her working uh, and doing what she's doing than working at a bar uh, till two, three in the morning around drunk males yeah. and so forth and so on like that. And the other thing is, of course, the family history that I've lost two of three children. There's anything within that's not criminal is going to get my 120% support, the for Christ's sakes. It is. It doesn't take much. <laughs> she could, you know, she could do crossword puzzles for a living. And, that would be fucking awesome. Well, it would be, actually, for you. You've got the brain I for I love it. those. I wouldn't get very far. I'm always trying to put marks in the black places, <laughs> and people tell me that's wrong. That was a dad joke. That was a had, dad joke. It was. See, Good you one, have dad. dad jokes. Okay, I threw one in. Yeah, so I'm very comfortable with what she's doing. And, you know, where I grew up in Brooklyn, if a, a, a mother of two kids and the husband booked or something, it was not unknown of her to work in a strip joint to make the money yeah. she needed to keep her reality going. Yeah. I don't have any prejudices against this sort of thing. I know that these are folks who are working hard and who are just trying to pay the freaking bills. And if we were all... Uh, you know, in a different reality, they wouldn't have to do that. Right. And also, I mean, I've heard, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you've always said, like, if you were a woman, you would probably... Oh, fuck yes. You would have an eye full of me, folks. <laughs> I can promise you that. I agree I 100%. I am the same way yes a, yeah, a woman's right. body is so much more beautiful than a man's body man <laughs> and what i could do with it if i had one right damn i agree yeah. i have people say to me in live streaming a lot they're like oh like you know your parents must be proud or like how like don't you feel like a piece of shit and i'm like if you look and this is gonna sound kind of snarky but if you look oh. like me and had the brain like i'm smart enough to make this work why the fuck shouldn't i like I'm sorry that I learned how to make a living off being a female. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> I don't know. No, you shouldn't be. That's amazing. Sex is normal. We all do it anyway. Everybody yeah. jerks off. Everybody watches porn. It's out there. It's going to be made by somebody. Why the fuck not me? Like Damn right. Yeah. And if anyone mm -hmm. wants to see my ankles, I'll be more than happy to throw <laughs> that in. <laughs> Please. Make some money off of it, yeah. I, I have adorable toes. Yeah. You're going to have to keep that in mind. I don't know if you do. Yeah. I have one of your toes. I'm just flinging toes out there because they're stupid. That was the joke. <laughs> toes are not something anyone gives a... Well, that I, is so actually, untrue. I, you it could disagree. not be I know. I'm, a, I'm a, a, not a pedophile. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. A pe pe peda pata podiatry what is a fucking foot okay a podiatrist po no i know what a podiatrist is i'm trying to get the word a uh uh there's a name a main something like pato. when you have a foot fetish yes thank you it's not pedophile i can no i know it's that. not that i know that was a screw up that was a major <laughs> mistake ladies and germs that, that's that's not pod pod podophilia no that'd be frightening so close I, I know i feel like it's not a philia it's like I it didn't. I don't know. Potophilia. Maybe it, it's just foot fetish. I, people who you. But I love women's a, feet. There's no pedophiles at ped e file. That I've heard something cool. like that. Ooh, isn't that interesting? I don't know. It does sound close, doesn't it? it? Seems too close. But if Maybe. I yeah, listen, as a guy, if I'm someplace like in a, a doctor's office or a, a train station or something, and I hear that click clack. Click shit coming towards me, man. High heels. You know this head is turning. Yeah. This head is turning, folks. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you like feet? Didn't he used to make? He likes feet. That's what he's saying. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. uh, After we've worked our way through all of this, yes. What I'm trying to say, boys and girls, is that I like women's feet. (laughs) So you know that they're. I believe. Well, actually, I don't. You know, because of me being me, like I don't get requests for men's content. Like no one's like, can I see some men's feet? Um, but I'm assuming there's that's going to change. Probably people out there. Yes, they're lining up now right. to see Harry's feet. Absolutely. Yeah. And paying big bucks. Yes, he wants the money. I want Would the money. Would you like to show your feet on our show, Harry? No, not really. Oh, okay. No, I want to keep it. just <laughs> We're in a really interview. tight spot <laughs> but, here. There's right, not really. Anywhere I couldn't for us get to much move. up here. It I've, would take like half an hour. This is about as close oh, as wow, we're going to come. Oh, wow, that was actually impressively quick. He took it his was. shoe off out of nowhere. It did. Good job, Dad. Um, that's, oh, that's a pet peeve of mine, shoes. Okay. Men's Hold shoes. On. I used to wear a seven and a half, and now I wear a ten and a half. It's a pile of crap. It's, they've, it's made the sizes larger without increasing the shoe length. Right. Because... That whole stupid thing about men, how big your feet are is how big your cock is kind of shit. <laughs> right. That thing, right? So they're making men feel, I'm a t- fucking ten and a half, for God's sakes. I'm not. They do that with women's clothing as right. well. My, I'm like a size... Goes. I'm a size zero or a two right now, which is ridiculous because I haven't changed my weight in many years, right. and I used to be like a six. I could wear, so you know. We are calling you out on this conspiracy. <laughs> We're calling you out right now. We're making this public. This uh-huh. is a big announcement, ladies and gentlemen. It's here, a facade. It is the whole. It has thing. to be no one's- brand based, though, right? Because I mean, I've worn a twelve since I was in high school. Like nothing's changed. I don't ever have to like change the size of my shoe. It's always been twelve. Are you I, so? Are you wearing the same brand of shoe, Dad, or do you change your brand? Well, I no, I don't wear no, I don't wear the same brand okay. of shoe. I, shoe's like, a shoe. You just saw my sneaker. That was he does. I very mean, impressive. you can guarantee the shoes are coming from Walmart. So <laughs> no, no, no. I bought some shoes recently. I was gonna say maybe Walmart's who you should be interested. I got a three dollar shoe at Walmart the other day. It was ridiculous. Point and case. Yeah. So, I yeah, I put it on the feet. The feet are okay. My feet I'm not obsessed with. Right. And, well, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On. Let's move on Let's here. move let's on. Let's yeah. get the hell away from this crap and move <laughs> to something different. I do have something Ooh. that I wanted to ask Harry. Yes, Kevin. Whitney had sent me a little clip of you after she showed you our intro. What introduces us in the podcast that we played at the beginning and I was really curious and fascinated by your ensemble. Like, I want to know, like, like, what inspired you to with the necklaces, the blue hair, Just about fifty pounds of this crap? Yeah, like, what what inspires you to to dress like that? Well, for one, um, people who I aspired to as a teenager. I think I was what thirteen in nineteen sixty nine. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. So you know, it was all hippies then, and. But then in my real life in Massachusetts, I couldn't dress like yeah. that. We were from you a pretty can... prejudiced, like small-minded town. Yeah. Mm. And plus, I even when I was young in Brooklyn, I sometimes did crazy things and would get into all sorts of altercations. Uh, for instance, I went to a, a dance one time, a, a high school dance kind of thing. 
and I had painted polka dots on my face and my hands, and that did not go over too big. They had I had my own private chaperone to see that I didn't get my ass kicked. So, <laughs> oh my! And and having drawn uh, driven the horse and carriage, I like to dress up. Yeah. So I was 17, 18 years old. Yeah, you were like top hats Right, top hats. And I used to buy all these old clothings in antique stores, and it was great fun. So I like to dress up. But more importantly, I think what's going on is that uh, I've lost a lot of immediate family members throughout the course of my life. And each time that something like that happens, you have to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And now this last, when when I came... I had, he moved I got, to California I moved two to California. years ago. Right. I was. Uh, I got divorced, sold the house, moved to California, starting over completely. Yeah. And at you that time, I had a shaved head. I was shaving my head with with uh, uh, one of them electric razors for years. Because mm-hmm. I don't like going to barbers. When I go to a barber, they'll do half. Something weird is right. going to happen. Yeah. They'll do half of my head. The other side isn't touched. I say, how could this possibly? Happen? Why don't you say you're not done? Well, because I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> right, I'd pay, walk out of the friggin' and leave. Right. I just uh-huh. toddle on out of the not store. Me. Right. Not me. I know that. I know that. I fuck shit up. So, okay. uh, so I got here, and and I guess my gray hair, I let it start growing out. Now I had this long gray hair, and I'm starting to think, well, man, this thing is a palette. Why not? Yeah. So I threw some blue at the hair, and then I started out with a necklace, and then a little hippie clothes, and I found that then I had hippie clothes, which I wore all the time, and. My old kind of shit, yeah. which I didn't wear. So I just yeah. bought hippie clothes. And now I've metamorphosized into this ravishing beast you see before you. You're a butterfly. You. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I it. I am covered here. He's, I mean, his pants are pink <laughs> stripes. They're, yeah, he's got a blue got, striped get, get shirt. The rings around. Lots of okay. beads. Lots of rings. You remind me of like, do you remember the cartoon um, Robin Hood? And then there was the king, the... The lion, and yes, he had yes, all the yes. jewels, oh, yeah. and he was like always draped in like robes and blankets, <laughs> and had like a hundred necklaces. Like that's Harry. Yeah, okay. but you're I, not a jerk like him. Oh well, I'm glad to hear that. I don't think you're a jerk. <laughs> no, I'm one of those. I'm a I'm a person uh, who has. Um, uh, uh, um, it's gonna take a little while, so all this has take to your go. Time. You're gonna cut every bit of this. <laughs> We're going to cut the shit You're going to cut. There's probably going to be a segment where I say hello and then goodbye, and that's it. I was, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I've kind of lost the track of, of what we were talking about. What were we talking about? I don't know. Okay. You, there, became a t- there just came a time where you kind of changed over to this. To this, right. And we're I have a photo this. of um, Harry and I from, like, within the first few months of him arriving. You're going to produce that right now? No, because my phone's Ah, not see? She's not, not ready. I'm going to give I'm fucking gonna... totally on ready. I'll send it to Kevin. You can like cut it in or something. Uh, um, but no, you just look complete. First of all, he was like this, like straight faced in the picture, shoulders back, just a very different like posture and and attitude altogether. And I think you literally called me at one point because I we not called. We send each other Marco Polos every morning, which are these little video texts. I would call it like the Snapchat for adults because they don't disappear and there's no filters. It's a great app. It's how we communicate. And you had sent me a polo and you said, I'm thinking about changing the way that I look. You said, I'm going to go for a new look. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. And I had already encouraged you to do the blue hair, but this is when you kind of like went on a shopping spree and bought yourself new clothes. And I remember talking to mom, because this is before you guys were remarried. They're remarried. And I was like, so Harry's going to get a new look. 
and I thought you were going to start wearing, I was picturing sarongs. <laughs> <laughs> I had been picturing. I this. wear them at home. I had it. In I the was house. like, he's going to come out with skirts. Like, he's coming back with skirts. But you didn't. And, um, but you do wear a lot of ponchos and like, like he's very do. flowy. But you dance a lot. I do. I dance uh, ecstatically. It's a weird thing. I can reach. Uh, well, it, a lot of this has to do with the mushroom. <laughs> it really does. But so hold when, on. Let me just explain. They eat mushrooms and then you go down to the beach in a little cove. Yeah. And then put on the headphones. All put right? on my headphones and dance. And, and I yeah. dance ecstatically. I just close my eyes and I am seeing all sorts of stuff. And I just have fun with the music mm -hmm. and, and just uh, uh, I'm prancing all over the beach. It's really ridiculous because I'm overweight. You're and I'm so I look pathetic bouncing around the beach in these supposedly graceful moves that have right. nothing but whatsoever you're to do. But tripping balls and right. who knows. And, and I actually God have some video of you happened. dancing. Do you're you not really? That, yeah, I do. You don't I know. I don't ever want to see it, ever. It's really good. I don't want to know what you're, I look like because it would ruin me. You're happy. I am happy. You're flowing. It's I am. a beautiful video. Yeah, and music somehow. I, I, I remember songs from a program called Romper Room, which was out before I went to uh, kindergarten. And I remember some of the songs from that. So I'm song-oriented. Yeah. I've bought three clarinets in, in my life, but I never had the... Uh, the will, uh, what the, you don't have like the follow through. I, I don't have the follow when it comes through. to learning an I instrument. You've definitely he, right. many times the room in the house was turned into. We always had an extra bedroom floating, and it would be like this is the music room now. This is this is what the meditation room now. This is the rooms are always something. Harry's uh -huh. always on a, on some scheme, but music has always been a huge part. We always had a stereo. Right. There was always music blasting in our house, playing all the time. He always listened to, like, when I was growing up, it was, like, Madonna, whatever was hot right then, you know? And, and on so, good speakers, I used to build my speakers, yes. the, uh, the boxes by the drivers, yeah. the the uh, the whole interconnecting yes. uh, interface. It was, could kick ass with that music. <laughs> I mean, I had a subwoofer. No shit. It was, like, a, a 18 inch subwoofer built into a, a cabinet in the wall. Yeah. Holy God. Yeah. I, I, when I get excited about something, I get excited. Yeah. And you love to, to create that environment for yourself. I feel like that's really important. I like important. music. Yeah. I like music. I literally yeah. just saw a 19 inch subwoofer for the first time. Like, I was at a pawn shop and they, this, they were selling one. And I was like, holy crap. I could not imagine. Something this large, like in the back of my trunk, it had to be loud, like super he loud. He had it built into the I had wall it built in, in right. the living room. It was, it actually projected into another room. Right. And just the face of it, which was decorated and with cloth, I bought cloth and airbrushed it. Oh, yeah. And so forth. Like he so, made from scratch it, his own speakers. Right. Speaker covers. Yeah. And, but and this the, was the before. Box. Now it's like Bose. You know, now everything True. is like tiny it and is. you can just stick it anywhere. But Technology this was like. Technology has changed. Right. A lot. It has. Huh. Um, but it was definitely fun to watch you make all that stuff. It was. It was fun to make it. Yeah. Okay. And I have here in my pocket actually brought with me a picture. Just joking. You told, I was like, you told me. <laughs> I don't even have a pocket He up had here. show and tell ready for last time, but we canceled. So he didn't. Yes. He didn't now we're being So punished. I'm pouting. Yeah. This is it. Well, this has been a lot of fun. It was great meeting you, Harry. Thank you, Kevin. It was very nice meeting you, and I hope I didn't appear too brash and too uh, irrelevant. Don't apologize. 
Yeah, just, this was I, fantastic. I want to start a fight here. I'm trying to slowly, quietly start. This a fight. is how you start a fight by saying, "I hope I didn't come off." As too <laughs> 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 like your, these are fighting words for you. Actually, pretty much so. Yeah. So I apologize. I interrupted you a lot too, Kevin, and I'm sorry for that. No, no. This was fantastic. Well, fuck you then, Kevin. <laughs> yes, what there we go. You no, I'm just saying, Odie, you, had a, you, you did great. know this about me. You, you know did great. that I, know. I do well, that. You I do. apologize. I went to Catholic school. Everything I do is wrong. <laughs> I'm going to be punished. This is wrong. No, you're doing, you did great. I yeah, I loved it. Good. Okay, thank you. Well, Bye. thank you for coming on, and you are welcome back anytime. And thank you for producing this amazing woman next to you. Awesome. It's, yeah. I didn't it's... produce anything. She <laughs> developed. Thanks, Dad. Well, you're welcome. You did it all started you. with you, though, if you think about I suppose. it. Yes, in my <laughs> randy long sneakers. <laughs> That's where this comes down to, folks. That's why those numbers are getting bigger and bigger every year. <laughs> okay, I'm out of here. Okay, I don't know what else. Oh my God, that was amazing. He is a character. He just jumped through the whole thing. I had so much fun. I mean, he he just, he, he can go on for hours, I think. Like, I don't think oh. if we hadn't stopped him, he would have kept going. 100%. This, he would have, he literally has already, you know, decided that we're starting a podcast. He's got 12 hours dedicated to it. Like, he's, like he's, he takes things and runs. So, I think that's I'm, amazing, though. I could tell the closeness between you two as well, and I just, I loved it. It was fo- so much fun. Honestly, this is going to go down in, in my memory as as one of us, like, the most special things to do with my dad. Just, it's really cool. I'm so happy yeah. this year. Well, I'm glad I got to be a part of it, so I'm excited for next week, too. I, I oh, mean, next week is going to be good. I'm excited about next week as well. I'm excited for all the weeks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I know. It's been going crazy. So, yeah, I guess we'll see everybody next week. Yeah. Keep it real, folks. Tell the truth or bear it all.